cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Daniel Muller, CEO and founder of Aeropay. Dan, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? Doing great. Awesome to be with you guys. Look forward to chat. So is Aeropay in different industries? Can you kind of give us a little background about the value provides and then how kind of you got into the cannabis industry? Yeah, so Aeropay is industry agnostic, but we're... We're highly specialized in state-by-state uh, regulated industry industries like cannabis. Uh, what's special about what we built, and this is really from day one, is we're leveraging an account-to-account bank transfer to make money move faster, more securely, and much more affordably. We know that there's a million players in payments, and it's a really noisy space, but... What happens in you know highly regulated spaces is that the traditional service providers like credit cards um, and the card networks don't widely serve those industries. So it makes it for a great area for a company like ours to provide our new you know money movement method uh, to an industry like cannabis because uh, there's not as much noise and we can prove the innovation that we're doing and hopefully it works out to to other industries. But that's sort of what inspired the go-to-market in cannabis. I think one of the things that fascinates me most about this topic is the fact that your team has to kind of grow as the industry evolves. And simultaneously to that, new partners are probably popping up like all the time. And I think open architecture, which is one of the core principles about your company, is probably inter- it's, it's integral in the growth of your company. Can you kind of shed more on that? Yeah, so that's that's a key piece of uh, the cannabis industry lately. You know, having lots of providers that are domain experts in what they do, giving the operator choice to work with who they want, and then making sure the integrations between those companies are top notch. Um, and so, when you look at a multi-state operator that's growing into you know, let's say fifteen to twenty states, and each one, you know, there's rules in each state that are different you may not be able to use the same provider in each state just due to the fact that they're built according to a certain you know, state's setup. And in that case, you want providers that can be agile and work with many others um, in good partnership and good integrations. So that's something that I think the cannabis you know, industry is learning, maybe a bit in the hard way, but it is where things are evolving to, which is kind of what we believe and we're excited about. How does your team prepare for hopefully soon safe banking? Yeah, so safe banking is an interesting one, right? Because in our view, uh, safe banking somewhat already exists. Uh, you just have to know where to look. And, and there's some really, really good bankers out there that wave the flag on safe banking for cannabis. So although it's necessary because the bigger banks should provide these types of services and safe banking is, is probably what will do it, um, if it passes, the big banks are going to take their time to develop the compliance protocols to make it happen. And they're probably going to charge hefty fees for it. So hopefully by that time, the folks that are providing services now can reduce their fees and then not continuously burden the cannabis industry, right? We want to be a financial service provider that provides unique and beneficial services without charging astronomical fees to cannabis dispensaries. Like, that's the way it should happen. Uh, but my fear is that even with approval, that's not going to happen at the large banking level. 
Um, so we have to sort of pump up the folks that are doing it right for normalized fees today. And then hopefully that evolves to more banks over time. What is one aspect of the payment processing space that would surprise or shock most of the people operating in the cannabis industry? I don't know. That's an interesting one because I think I think for the last for the last couple of years, um, you've seen you know the cashless ATM model kind of grow. Then the Visa memo came out and it kind of like rocked the industry. And then ACH came up. But now, you know, folks are questioning the ACH adoption. And so like there's this ebb and flow consistently happening. I think what would shock the industry would be if for some reason something like crypto took off out of the blue. You know, everybody theorizes that makes sense and, and there could be a model there. But do you want to like overlap two kind of very regulated or newly regulated nascent markets into each other? But that could take off, right? And that would rock the industry. Um, a player like us, you know, having regulatory issues, I think would as well, because ACH has become sort of the predominantly compliant model. So that would definitely kind of raise red flags. And then I think, you know, an incumbent player uh, like, uh, you know, one of the large financial services industry folks coming into the space providing services would, would be monumental. Um, and so people are waiting to see if that will happen. When you started your journey in the cannabis space, what did you get right? And most importantly, what did you get wrong? We got right building an alliance of people that have done it before and kind of helped pave the way for us. Um, so we, you know, we talked to folks at, you know, like iHeartJane, at Blackbird, at Ola. And we realized that there is a group of people that really want other entrepreneurs and smart people to be successful. And you have to follow those people and and partner with them. The obstacle is the complete opposite of that. Um, it's the, it's the folks that aren't helpful that you know want to see your demise that are pretty antagonistic and may say they're you know very pro the industry on one side, but then really want to destabilize it on the other side for their own business interests. And I think the latter is really dangerous because it really takes away optionality and competition from an industry that actually needs a lot more of it to be legitimized. Since you've been in the cannabinoid industry, what has been the biggest misconception? Uh, the biggest misconception by far is that it's it's not a professional, highly advanced industry. Like it absolutely is. Before we do predictions, we ask all of our guests, you could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass onto the next generation, what would it be? To learn from your peers and those that came before. All right. Prediction time. Dan, can the cannabis industry lead innovation for new standards in payment processing? If so, where? Strong yes to that. <laughs> Absolutely. So again, when when you're so absent of stand what's considered standard or traditional solutions you're forced into a mode where you either create, I'll say the what I what you know, maybe the negative is impractical workarounds, right, that aren't transparent, or the opposite, which is highly innovative, new solutions that might take the element you're working on forward, which for us is is payments and money movement. And so we get pigeonholed all the time, right? Your your cannabis payments, your cannabis payments. It's like, and we remind them, no, no, we're payments. And we love cannabis because of the nature of how complex it is and what we're doing in it um, and how we're helping the industry and all the partners we're working with. 
But there's a much bigger story about you know money movement you know safely with very low decline rates guaranteed to the operator at a low cost. And although it sounds simple, that in payments, you know, Visa, Mastercard, Amex, Discover, the greater group, PayPal, Stripe, everything, um, you know, you see elements of that that are broken in all of those types of, you know, companies or methods. And those are multi-billion dollar companies that are doing extremely well. And I, I respect immensely. Um, but imagine if you could do something even better, then what are you bringing to the greater industry? And so that's, that's what cannabis is allowing us to do. And I'm you know, really grateful for the opportunity to serve the industry and, and work with the, the smart people in it. So Dan, for our listeners, they want to get in touch. They want to learn how they can integrate AeroPay into their business. Where can they find you? Yeah, so AeroPay.com obviously is a great resource. Daniel at AeroPay.com is my direct email. Highly encourage anyone uh, to to reach out. And then LinkedIn is a uh, is a great tool for me personally. I enjoy connecting with folks that you know want to learn more about our company, payments, fintech, cannabis, any of the above. Um, so always open a chat. Awesome. We'll link it up in the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Awesome chat. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't the endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.